Hi, this is Pastor Mike Gordon, and welcome to Bethel Brandon's Sunday Message. For more information about this podcast and more resources, visit us at BethelBrandon.ca. Thanks for joining us on another windy uh, day. I love that Pastor Mike has uh, engineered this wonderful thing so that my notes don't go flying everywhere, so that you don't have me going on a ton of rabbit rabbit trails like my youth know that I often do. And so I'm going to do my best to keep you guys going there so we can uh, have a clean service going, but I'm really excited to to be here with you guys today uh, and just share what the Lord has put on my heart. And so before we get started, uh, I'm just going to start with prayer. Father, I just thank you for a beautiful day. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for the message that you have for everyone today, Lord Jesus. I pray that you just be with us and uh, that you just be giving me the words of what to say and what to speak. Father, open up our hearts to receive and ears to hear what you have to say this morning. And so we just thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> all right. Okay, so first things first, my name is Pastor Bryce. Uh, I'm, like you said earlier, I'm the youth pastor here at the church. And uh, yeah, a little bit about myself. I'm not from Manitoba. I'm from Saskatchewan. You guys can hate me a little bit later, those that didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I won't be ever cheering for the Bombers. So that's the one thing I'm going to lay out there right off the bat. But the, the thing is that I want to start there is a little bit about myself growing up. I, I grew up in a semi-Christian home, one where we went to church regularly, but not all the time. And so we would go every once in a while, and by, the great, by about grade five, I stopped going to church. My family and us, we just got busy. I got sports and a lot of other stuff going on that it just wasn't a priority for us. And I speak of that and I share that part about myself is because that's going to play into a bit of the message today. Today I want to talk to you about a feeling that I had when I started to come back to know the Lord. And one that I think that a lot of us will be able to relate with, not just Christians, but even people listening online or listening to the radio, that when I came back, there was a sense that I wasn't good enough. The sense that I wasn't perfect enough. In fact, I bet you if I asked people online or listening on radio, almost every single one of you, believer or non-believer, have either said it or heard this. If I step foot in the church, I would be struck down by lightning or I would be struck dead or something like that because there's this sense of if I step into the church, I'm not good enough. That God doesn't want me in the church. And that made me really think, why is that? Why is that? I felt that when I first came to the church. I feel that sometimes even this day that I'm not perfect enough. In fact, there's one verse that we're going to be reading out of today that really hit me hard. And that's out of Matthew 5, verse 48. In Matthew 5, it's the Sermon of the Mount, the Beatitudes. Jesus speaks of these things and he gives a teaching. And he ends in verse 48 saying, Therefore, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Holy smokes. I don't know about you, but that's a little bit intimidating. Be perfect as the heavenly Father is perfect. How does one attain that? How does one be perfect like God? And I remember the first time I read this passage, I was like, God, how do I do this? And I immediately felt like I wanted to crawl back. I was so inadequate and not good enough. And so I want to talk to you today about being perfectly imperfect and how this passage actually speaks to us in a stronger way than maybe some of you have ever read before. Or at least I'm hoping so. <laughs> so I, as I was researching this, this, this subject, as the Lord placed it on my heart, I, I started reading through a commentary, the Holy, the Holy Spirit-filled life, commentary of the New Testament. And it says this, 
Be perfect parallels Deuteronomy 18.13. So it's not the only place where it says that one should be perfect to laos with the Lord. The English word defines perfect as faultless, incapable of error. But because of this, it has caused some Christians a lot of despair over the teachings of Jesus, assuming that the standard is impossibly high for mere humans. Yet the problem is in the English, not in the Greek. Teleos means completeness or wholeness, becoming what was once designed for. Jesus intends this as a summary of the goal of the preamble in miniature, their loving heavenly father. The issue is not perfection, but obeying and intimidating the fa- or imitating the father and thus fulfilling their reason for being. We are called to be different in regard to anger, murder, lust, adultery, divorce, oaths, truthfulness, revenge, and our personal rights and property. We are called to be different, not just in what we do, but in our motives. The The disciples of Jesus became complete when he or she exhibits the beatitude pure in heart. So as I was reading this, immediately I was like, wow, that is exactly how I felt. I felt inadequate. I felt like I couldn't be there. I felt like I wasn't good enough, that it was impossible. Jesus was setting the standard so high. And I'm going to tell you, he was. Jesus set the standard very high. He took it from a high standard to an even higher standard. Why would he do that? Well, it's because we were never intended to do that. In fact, it's a journey as Christians, as believers, that we get to go on with God, is that as we set our eyes on him, our hearts change. We start to see God in a new way. We start to chase after him in heart because God wants a pure heart. God wants to cleanse us, to move in that way. And it's about our heart posture towards him, not about what we do. And so I want to talk about that and give a few examples in the Old Testament of people that were imperfect, people that had a change of heart. And I'm going to tell you one about one that doesn't get talked about, but we all kind of know. His name is Samson. Samson was (laughs) a crazy dude. I just picture Samson as this super jacked dude. Like, muscles beyond the worst. If you've seen Chris Hemsworth lately, like, he would put him to shame. (laughs) But Samson had three rules he couldn't break. Don't cut your hair. Don't be by the dead. And why am I blanking on the third one? Anyways, he had three. Don't be the dead. Don't cut your hair. And don't drink wine. There we go. Thank you, notes. (laughs) And as we go and read the story, we see that he breaks all three of them. And then it comes down to Delilah who eventually cuts his hair and he loses all of his strength because his strength came from the Lord. They gouge out his eyes and he's sitting there in a mockery as they're all eating around him, laughing at him. And Samson speaks out and he says, God, remember me, give me back my strength so that I may break down these pillars and destroy the Philistines. And God gave him back his strength. And in that very moment, he pulled it down and they wiped out more in that time than anybody else, than any of his other triumphs before that. Samson wasn't maybe the greatest guy. He made a lot of mistakes, but he's really strong. Maybe that's not enough of an example for you to show that how God will still use people because he ended up dead in this one. Well, there's one person in particular in the Old Testament that I really enjoy talking about. And his name's David. King David. A lot of people have heard about him. Whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, there's the story of David and Goliath. And we hear him in the New Testament, as the man after God's own heart. But yet, he made a big mistake. David committed adultery. David went, committed adultery, and then sent that woman's husband to the front lines to die. And David then goes, and, and, and he, his, his child is getting there, and the Nathan, Nathan the prophet comes up to him and says, David, you need to go before the Lord. What you have done is wrong. 
It isn't right. And David goes before and he writes this beautiful, beautiful psalm in Psalm 51. I'm going to read a little bit out of it. This is just after he had committed the adultery and Nathan had called him out. He reads this. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, plot out the transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. You alone have I sinned against and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall wither, be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my inequities. Of course, it goes on and it's just a beautiful thing where David had that turn of heart. He recognized like, oh, I messed up. I messed up. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, I recognize what I have done wrong, but I need you. There's a lot of imperfect people in this world and I am one of them. To the people listening online that feel like they're so imperfect, that maybe they've messed up. Maybe you even in the cars today, so you've done something this past week where you're like, God, I don't know if I can come. Maybe you were questioning coming here today because you feel, felt like you'd messed up too much, that you were too imperfect, that you can't measure up. Well, I'm gonna say God doesn't see that, but he looks at your heart. He looks at the heart of man. Isn't it a good enough example? For God wants to use imperfect people because he went on and be one of those blessed people that we hear in the word. But then there's other people in the New Testament. We look at the disciples of Jesus. Look at the disciples. A tax collector, fishermen. If anybody's in trades, you might understand how rough it can be in that environment. I imagine Peter wasn't the cleanest mouth at times. But God sent Jesus and he chose them. He looked past these things because why? Their heart was to follow. When Jesus says, leave and follow me, they immediately were like, yes, yes, yes. I would love to follow because their hearts were for the Lord. All throughout scripture, we see that God chooses the people who are not qualified and qualifies them. I, for my life, have felt so imperfect. I, for many times, feel like I can't do the things I do. And I'm tired of the church and believers thinking that we need to be perfect, that we need to be these people perfection. But I'm going to tell you the secret behind all of this. None of us can attain that. None of us, not a single person can attain perfection. In fact, the only person that's ever attained that is Jesus. When we come into the church, it shouldn't be a place where you feel like you're going to be struck down. It shouldn't be an environment where, where as you walk in, it's like, Meh. It should be a place that we do see as holy, because it is. It's a place where we worship together, come together, have fellowship together. But we, it needs to be a place for the brokenhearted. It needs to be a place for the perfectly imperfect. A place where we all come together with our issues, with our marriage problems, with our relationship problems, with our school problems, work problems. We are all so messed up. Drugs, alcohol, whatever it is that you may struggle with. God wants you to come. You're never so far gone or so far off that Jesus won't just say, come. It takes one moment, one single moment where in your heart, you say, Jesus, I want you. I want you now. I've faltered. I've fallen like, like David wrote in here. I have done, forgive me for my sins. And what does God do? He redeems him. Where Jesus speaks of him. 
as a man after his own heart. I don't know about you, but I want to be like David. I want to be messed up. I want to be broken, but made perfect through God. I don't want to stay there. I'm not giving you guys an excuse to go out and make and, and do whatever you want. No, because even Paul writes, should, like they say, should I go and sin more so that my grace may abound? By no means. No, that is not <laughs> what, what God is saying, that you can go do whatever the heck you want and, and be okay. But he's saying, when you make those mistakes, as we all will, he's willing to walk with you through them. Don't stay where you are. Don't stay in those sins. Allow God to bring you to that place of purity, a place where none of us can go on our own. To anybody maybe listening for the first time, someone maybe listening in the apartments or, or, or on the radio right now, whatever it is, I want to say you're never too far gone. In fact, if you feel you're unperfect, please come. If you feel you're not good enough, come. Come to Bethel. Come to this church because we want imperfect people who are willing to be made perfect through Christ. And as believers, as the ones that are, that are here today and ones who have been maybe first year or, or have been in Christians for their entire lives, I want to encourage you guys that we need to welcome these people in. We need to welcome these people that are hurting. Don't be so quick to pass judgment on them because they're not held to the same standards as we are. When they come to know the Lord, God does the work. We get to walk them through it. We get to walk them through it. All their messed up stuff, all their brokenness, we as believers get to walk them through it. We get to be examples of Christ to them. And to me, that's one of the most exciting parts of being a Christian. Even before I became a pastor, I loved walking people through their brokenness, their destruction, everything that they've done wrong. When they would come to me and I'd be able to sit there as they cry or whatever it was, I loved it. I didn't like that they were crying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. That's not fun. But I love to see what God did when they open themselves up. And you guys get to do that as well in your workplaces, in your homes, on the streets, wherever that is. We get to welcome broken people and we get to love them like Christ loved them because nobody is too far gone and God's heart is to see all come to know him. Don't lower the standard either from this message. Don't lower that you're like, oh, okay, well there. But I also don't want you to be ripping yourself to shreds when you make a mistake. So normally I'm a, a long-winded person, but I also just feel that that's the message that we're to get across today, that it's not about what we do. It's not about how much we mess up or how much we do right. It's about what Christ did for us that we attain perfection through the blood of Christ. And we're in the same spots as believers, as a drug addict, as an alcoholic, as someone who's addicted to porn, any of those. We're in the same spot where we need Jesus just as much as they do. The only reason we can live with this is because we have Christ. We've already been made perfect and purified through the blood he shed for us over 2,000 years ago. And because of that, I rejoice. So I want to pray and uh, leave you on that note. Father, I just thank you so much that we can be made perfect through you. God, that it's not about what we do. It's nothing that we can achieve on our own. But Jesus, that it's through you. God, I'm so thankful that I don't have to walk around boasting about what I do right, but I boast about what I can improve on with you, God. I thank you that I'm a mess. I thank you that I, I'm broken and I need you just as so many others do. So Father, my prayer today, Lord, is that if there are people that are hurting, if there are people that feel so far gone because they've messed up, Lord, chase after their hearts. Be in their hearts, God, pursuing them and showing your love for them. God, make us perfectly imperfect through your blood. So I just thank you for today. And I just pray that you just chase after our hearts. 
Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's continue the conversation online. Visit us at BethelBrandon.ca or follow us on Facebook. Thank you.